You want some more? We've got something a bit special for you here.
Sam Wiles as we discover the history, the music, and the man behind it all, Paul McCartney. To get in contact with the show, email us at paulmccartneypod at gmail.com. Hello, hello, goodbye, 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 and welcome to another episode of Paul or Nothing, the place to get all of your Paul all of the time. time. And remember, folks, this is widescreen podcasting. This is widescreen podcasting. I am, of course, your host, Sam Wiles. Thank you all for tuning in, and I hope you're all well, safe, and sound. Yes, we are here, day three out of five, with our ongoing series, looking into the ongoing... Paul McCartney got back to it that is sweeping over the United States as we speak. Of course, I'm stuck here in jolly old England, so what I've done is I've reached out to a bunch of my online podcasting and Beatle buddies to help fill in the blanks and get me up to speed with Paul's latest live tour. We've had two episodes so far. We had Phoebe from Another Kind of Mind, Tom Hanyardi from Two Legs, And now it's time for episode three, the middle part, where we are going to be speaking with Lonnie Pena, formerly of the When They Was Fab podcast, though he does pop in and out quite regularly. I've had Lonnie on the show here before, not this show. He's been on Macket In Your Attic. I believe he was featured in the best of the Macket In Your Attic bonus episode that I released a couple of weeks back. But yeah, I've always wanted to have Lonnie on the show in a more formal manner, you know, a proper episode, and this seemed like the best opportunity to do so. You know, that episode of Macket in your attic was absolutely insane. His Beatle collection is borderline unrivaled. He's definitely in the top 1% of McCartney collectors. He certainly knows his stuff. I've been listening to him on When There Was Fab for years now. You know, I, I loved him on the Flaming Pie massive super series that they did all those years ago and yeah I was just really excited to have him on we really vibe very well he's a real goofball like me he's always up for a laugh and his fandom stretches back all the way to the original wings days you know he is a fountain of knowledge an incredible resource for this show I always love talking with him so it makes sense for me to have him on now and yeah that is it folks no lengthy intros here. Let's go right into the housekeeping. What have we got for in terms of news today, folks? Again, absolutely nothing. So we will get on with all the contact info. To get in contact with the show, drop us an email at pornkindypod at gmail.com. I want to hear your thoughts on the Got Back Tour. I know some of you out there have been on this tour and seen Paul live. Just drop me a quick email. Give me a couple of quick paragraphs to let me know how it was, your thoughts on certain songs, maybe comparing some of your experiences to those of the guests I've had on. Maybe you were at the same show that they were at. Maybe you even spotted them. Anything at all, drop me an email at paulmccartneypod at gmail.com. Follow us on our Twitter page for daily updates at McCartneyPod. Check out the blog for bonus written Paul or nothing content. That can be found at paulmccartneypod.wordpress.com. Follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube by typing in Paul or Nothing or Paul McCartney Podcast. Of course, YouTube is the only place where you can check out brand new episodes of Macket in Your Attic. The entire back catalogue is there as well. If you haven't checked it out already, go and check out my episode with Lonnie. It's one of the best. And if you heard a bit of him on the recent Macket in Your Attic episode, you can check out the rest of it. 
Of course, if you want to help out the show right away, right now, in a way that takes less than 30 seconds, please leave us a review on whatever platform you're listening on, whether it's a tick, a like, a thumbs up, some stars, or even a nice comment. You know, you could also just share it, you know, just share Paul or nothing. But yeah, whatever you can do, please give us that exposure. I would really appreciate it. Just a little interaction here or there. I know it's annoying, but just get it out of the way and... You can skip this portion in the future. Of course, though, if you want to help out the show directly, if you want to help see the show grow, if you want to help me get new equipment, new product to review, to do different guests on the show, or even time off work, perhaps you just really appreciate the show and all the quote-unquote hard work I do, and you just want to throw a couple of dollars at my face down the internet every month in a way of saying thanks, then please consider joining our Patreon family. Patreon is the platform by which you, the public, can support independent content creators such as myself. It's not just a gimme. You get two days early access to all completed episodes of Paul or Nothing. You get instant access to the Paul or Nothing video feed, so any episode I record with someone else, that'll be uploaded right away to the Patreon, so not only do you get the full unedited conversations, but you also get the visuals as well. You get instant access to all of the audios, uh, recordings that I do. They get put up on the Patreon as well. You get instant access to all episodes of Mac in the Attic as well, weeks, sometimes months before. That goes the same for all of this content, really. You get access for all the scripts I use for each episode, as well as lost, bonus, and unreleased episodes of Paul or Nothing. And of course, finally, you get access to the Paul or Nothing Patreon vlog series. It's an exclusive series where I do an extra quick episode every week for the Patreon fans. Last week I did an episode on Paul's uh, Beatles songs that he has and hasn't performed live and I go through all the numbers and the stats and what I'd like to see on the next tour, if there is a next tour. And this week I've done an episode on the wing stuff, 1970 to 1979, with the exact same thing. Of course, as you probably guessed by now, I've mentioned this before, next episode I will be doing all of the solo stuff from 1980 to 89 that Paul has and hasn't performed live. The stats are what I'd like to see in the next tour, <clears throat> if there is a next tour. And before we begin, I cannot continue any further without giving a huge thanks to my Patreon family, the people who make this show happen, the wonderful people, including Brian Brigman, Annie McNeil, Bold76, Jeff H., David Stabersky, Mitzi Carter, Andy Cochran, Guy Jenkinson, Nancy Twoey, Richard Campbell, Christopher Newman, Mrs. P., Roderick Harper, Moti Ryber, Robert Shuley, Richard Driver, Chris Atkinson, Richard Biddington, Mr. B., Teresa Breda, Stephanie Miller, Katrina S., Sam Hode, Lou DiLonardo, Robert A. Carabelli, Warren Butson, Cheryl McCoy, Matt Phillips, and of course, Mr. Percy Thrillington himself. And now that that is all out of the way, it is time for me to get back to Got Back with my good friend, Lonnie Pena. Take it away, me. One, two, three. Let's go. And welcome back once again, folks, to part three of our little deep dive into the ongoing, still happening right now, Paul McCartney Got Back Tour. And I'm kindly joined by someone who I've been meaning to have on this podcast before, but you will no doubt remember him from his turn on Macket in Your Attic. It's one of the best that there is. Just the amount of of merch on the episode was was rage-inducing for me, as you can see if you're watching on the Patreon right now. Some of you will likely know him from his tenure on the When There Was Fab podcast, and some of you may know him as the man who was recently at a Got Back concert led out by security for unknown reasons. Everyone, will you please welcome back to the show, Lonnie Benya. <laughs> What's going on, dude? <laughs> What's going on, Sam? You're doing um, okay? <laughs> yeah, not bad, not bad. Just uh, looking forward to... Uh, <laughs> 
the Queen's ju- ju- Jubilee, where I get I get to sing Her Majesty drunk at a, a pub whilst everyone goes, what song is he singing? Uh, I'm definitely looking forward to that. Is that what happens? Yes. Um, is that what happens over there? That is, no, it's it, it's just what happens when I'm when I'm there. I think. Uh, <laughs> Don't leave Sam alone. No, with hundreds uh, of people. <laughs> Come on, everybody! One, two, three. Her Majesty's a pretty nice girl, but you know, just blank faces on like a hundred people. That yeah, yeah. Oh, she doesn't have much to say. I understand. <laughs> yeah, she, 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 well, she does change from day to day. Anyway, uh, <laughs> well. Welcome I the- don't. I wear the same thing every day. <laughs> no, uh, for anyone on the Patreon, you, you're going on the visuals, you will no doubt see that this is the same thing I was wearing yesterday, uh, which is rather embarrassing. But the people live, live listening now on the podcast won't be able to tell. Probably shouldn't have even brought it up. But yeah. Oh, OK. So I should be very descriptive because not everyone has a <laughs> visual here, right? Oh, <laughs> uh, so I'm let's set in the hush semicircle. Good, good afternoon, Sam. <laughs> and, good, and good morning to you. Let's let's go way back to the beginning. <clears throat> You've seen Paul in concert before, right? Oh, uh, just once or twice in my life. Once or twice, or <laughs> I was very young when I saw Paul the first time. I think I was maybe I was actually seventeen when I saw Paul May the fourth. May the 5th, I believe, 1976. Wow. <laughs> wings over America. Oh Houston, God. Texas, wings over America. It was a different era then, a different day. I had hair <laughs> down the hair. <laughs> and yes, sir, it's it's been how many years now? I, I, I lose count. 47 years, 46 like years. That. Yeah. My word. That's the first time I ever... Uh, saw Paul. That wasn't my first concert. You want to know what my first concert was, Sam? Uh, I'm, 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 I'm hoping it's either going to be a really cool answer or a hilariously lame answer. No, it was, uh, see, I was 14 in the early 70s, 71, 72, and uh, Grand Funk Railroad. You ever heard of that band? I've heard of them. Grand yeah. Funk Railroad. And, and just coincidentally, this wasn't planned. I was a huge I still am a huge Grand Funk Railroad fan. And you know who opened the show for Grand Funk Railroad? Go for it. Billy Preston. Oh, yes. That's awesome. Oh, wow. <laughs> he had just come off the Apple label. He was on AM uh, label and he had a huge hit instrumental called Out of Space. Mm-hmm. And he opened the show for Grand Funk. Blew me away. Blew me oh. away. <laughs> It's and I didn't even know. Yeah, oh I God. didn't even know he was going to open the show. Back then, there was no, you know, social media. No one knew who was going to play what. <laughs> it was big surprise. Here comes Billy. You know? Did Did Billy play any Get Back material? <laughs> he played Get Back. He played My Sweet Lord. Oh yes. <laughs> he played. Oh. oh, it was just awesome. And and then Grand Funk came out. Yeah, and then <laughs> and the I enjoyed them happened. too. Yeah. <laughs> then, then the then a headliner happened. I left. No, I didn't leave. I stayed there. So you you saw him in '76. Did you see him on freshen, freshen up back in the U.S.? When else have you seen? Well, him? you know what really upset me about the tour in '76 is you know at the very at the, after the encore he played Soily, mm. and then he came back on stage very quickly to announce 
to the folks there, the masses in Houston, Texas. And he promised, he says, I'll be back. So I was expecting him to be back like maybe three years later, four years later, five years later. He wasn't back until November of 1989. What, 15 years later? I was, of course, what happened with the events of 1980s and, of course, this Japanese tour that never happened in 1980 and then everything else. Um, yeah, I didn't see him again until he hit America. Uh, I forget the date again, but it, uh, he played Los Angeles. Those were his first three, um, uh, his first city, and he played three or four shows in, Atlanta, in Los mm. Angeles. And I went to the first two. First two, oh my gosh! You were you were there when Figure of Eight first kicked in, and the crowd I was went there. Yeah. And it was the only show where he played Ebony and Ivory twice. Twice, yes, he played it twice. He played it. I forget it was the second show because I was way sitting way in the other in the back, you know. Mm-hmm. With my four dollar and fifty cents ticket, you couldn't oh, get it. Oh, four dollars and fifty cents! <laughs> oh my word! Whatever the ticket price was, it's probably a little. It was probably twenty dollars by yeah. that time, nineteen eighty nine. Mm. But um, he played Ebony and Ivory, and then a little later, he announced, "says I'm, I'm really going to apologize to my light crew, my sound crew, because uh, guess who just showed up behind stage, backstage, Stevie Wonder." <laughs> Did Stevie come out? Yes. And so Stevie came off and he played it again with Stevie Wonder. Holy shit. <laughs> Look it up. I didn't even know that happened. Oh my God. Well, it was it was it was something that they told us to keep under the radar. Don't mention it. But I'm I'm spilling the beans thirty something <laughs> years later. Oh no, I'm 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 sure I'll have to let let far out mag magazine those states so that they can write an article about it. Um, played it twice, twice. Oh, I mean, I thought I was, was lucky when a uh, when a uh, Ringo and Ron Wood came out to do Get Back at the end of the uh, Freshen Up tour oh, back in 2018. That, that was pretty was cool. cool. <laughs> yeah, and uh, they did Wonderful Christmas Time as well, which was very that was very me. I've got to admit. Um, I mean, only, awesome. only Mullican Tire with a full band would have would have. Yes, been here. I would have uh, loved to have seen that. Oh my gosh! But yeah, uh, the memories. I'm guessing seeing Paul live <laughs> has, has has left positive memories and a, a certain high standard in your in your mind. Oh, over the ab- absolutely! I saw him in '89. I saw him again. He came to Texas in '90. What '91, '92. Some several times, and um, and over the years, I, I I don't think I missed a opportunity every time he hit the states. I've seen him over, not a hundred times, <clears throat> but I've seen him at, at least I don't know fifteen, sixteen fucking times. hell, <laughs> fucking <laughs> hell. Oh well, some gosh. LA, you know. I've seen him in uh, went to Washington D.C. back in uh, 08, maybe. Oh my god, I don't know, but you know. But my buddy Ed Chen has seen him more than that. Had seen him more than that. Ed, when oh we was fab, he's yeah. seen him a thousand times. <laughs> I know he has. He's there now watching McCartney live somewhere in this world. What I think hey, Ed, 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 Ed John, I'm going to say shout out to John Stone and Ed when we was fab, fantastic. 
I may surprise folks here in a few months. You know, may just show up. You never know. Ooh, little cameo <laughs> once again. Now, Ed, 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 I think Ed was telling me a story about how he was going to a concert and he ended up having to like sleep in the airport or something because like flights got delayed and stuff. Yeah. Oh, horror story. That's what we but, do. Yeah. That's what we do. It's memories, like you said, memories. Memories. Yeah. So, you know, you've got a lot of tours under your belt. You see, you know, after the pandemic <laughs> that uh, Got Back has been announced. Oh, oh. <sighs> What is your initial yes. impression? Are you excited again? Or is there any certain sense of, do I need to see him again? Were, were you instantly going out to buy a ticket? It was, it was no question about, <laughs> you know, seeing McCartney. My gosh, <laughs> what do you think? <laughs> do I really uh, need to see this man again? Do I really? No, there was, yeah. it was just, how am I going to get tickets? Because I know it's crazy hard to get the tickets. Mm-hmm. Even pre-sale, if you even have a magical secret password to get in first, you're still not guaranteed a ticket. Mm-hmm. And the other thing is, that how long do I have to work now to make up for that ticket that I'm going to buy? In the words, I cannot retire when I wanted to retire. <laughs> how many hours do I have to work to buy this ticket? Mm-hmm. That's actually the first thing on my mind, to be honest with you. And I wasn't wrong about it. <laughs> I'm, you know, love Paul. But come on, give us a break, Paul. Give us a break. <laughs> yeah, let's let's talk about that. It's a bit. It, it's a bit of an elephant yeah. in the room. Um, a lot of people have have got a lot of opinions about the ticket prices uh, for this for this tour. I think a lot of the ticket prices that are purported in the media are, you know, front row tickets rather than stuff at the back and in, and in, and in the nosebleed bleachers, but. Uh, without mm-hmm. with, 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 without being rude and asking you exactly how much you spent your ticket on, would you say your ticket prices were good value for money for the experience? Well, you're asking a guy who just saw McCartney two days ago, three days ago, and my answer is automatically yes. <laughs> <laughs> Folks, I think we're going to have a little bit of bias on this episode. Uh, my journalistic integrity senses are flaring right now. They are flaring. Would I have wanted the tickets to be half the price I purchased the tickets? Yes, I would yes. have loved that. But to be honest with you, whatever, I was, I was you know, look my pockets <laughs> I won't be having lunch today Sam maybe you can send me some breadcrumbs here in Texas oh. but, uh, <laughs> Look, there folks, was no doubt no doubt yeah. folks if anyone's there in Texas if someone, if, if someone could make Lonnie uh, some, ma- some mac and cheese and send it around to his mac house and cheese, please, mac please. and cheese please mac and cheese yeah mac yeah yeah, Sam. When I saw when I, I knew McCartney was going to hit hit the uh, the road, uh, uh, there was rumors out. You know, obviously, uh, you know this twenty twenty two would be it, but you know I didn't believe it. You don't believe it until you see it. Mm-hmm. You know, so uh, when I when I saw the tour, I saw the dates, um, and then I was just anticipating the uh, the date of the sale, the tickets, and I was there. I had my team; they were on it. A team, a cra- it was a, a like, team. It was a, I had a team, an, an Ocean's Eleven of <laughs> of a McCartney ticket sales. I have myself, Susan. Susan's my ex-wife. Hey, Susan, and she was on it. Actually, she got the tickets. Did she? Get, I think she got the tickets. She, we all try getting tickets from this guy right here. 
And uh, we, none of us could get tickets. We were on the pre-sale, none of us, but we were on the pre-sale and we could not get tickets. It's, I mean, that's, I was heartbroken. I bought tickets through another method after the, the tickets went on sale. Mm-hmm. Yes. And the other method, as we know what the other method is, it's the underground method. <laughs> What, what you mean you dug you you dug a tunnel in, in, into, in into the stadium? Oh my gosh. We went to one of those websites that were very highly suspicious and we just gambled. Yes. You, and we, you, we got you, our tickets. You could have gotten a ticket or you could have gotten a piece of toilet roll with the words Paul McCartney got back on it and you took a gamble and it paid off. That's that that's uh it did. I, what I want but I miss is the actual hard copy tickets. Mm-hmm. It's a virtual ticket on your phone, and I just love that hard copy. You know, mm-hmm. I still have. Where is it? I Me mean, stand by here. I still have <laughs> a copy of my ticket, but I printed it out back in the day. This is a copy of oh, Wings seventy wow. six ticket. The date on there is April the eleventh, but as we know, uh, there's lead guitarist Jimmy broke his wrist, so they delayed the concert. And he did not appear actually till May, whatever, May the 4th, uh, 1976. So that's, this was actually a ticket. And um, they tore my ticket in half, you know, at the door. <laughs> they would tear the tickets in half. I said, don't tear it. It's my ticket. I've got half a ticket somewhere. <laughs> oh, my gosh. That's that. I mean. Double cassette, folks. Double cassette. Whatever a cassette is, I'm sure I wouldn't know. Um, there you go. I actually recorded the concert. I took my cassette player in. I recorded the entire show in 76. Allegedly, folks. Allegedly. Allegedly. Uh, this, this is, yeah. well, it's been 40, it's been 106 years already. So <laughs> catch me if you can, folks. Catch me if you can. <laughs> Look, folks, if 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 you hear Lonnie being 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 dragged off by the by the SWAT team by the end of this episode, I'll I'll just do some pitter patter and close oh, things out. I hear the helicopters. Yeah. Yeah, never mind. Never mind. I take it back. Raise your hand. You both your hand. Yeah. <laughs> I knew a guy who recorded the show. You, you know. <laughs> yes, and uh, and uh, he and yeah, and you know, he did not sell you it. You just simply took one for yourself. Uh, that, that's how we get it. Yeah, so uh, I emptied my bank account, bought the ticket, and then waited. That was when were the tickets on sale? That's what in April, mm. to March. We bought the ticket for a while before the concert, uh, a month or two before the concert. The tickets and, went on sale. I don't remember now. So where? Uh, so what? What venue were you seeing him? Is it? it have, have you been there before? Did you have to get parking or accommodation or anything like a? Oh, oh, well, I bought, uh, yeah, yeah, I bought tickets uh, for the for the Texas, the only Texas uh, city on his uh, tour dates uh, was Fort Worth, Texas. Now, Fort Worth is in the metropolitan area in Texas. We call it DFW, Dallas, Fort Worth. Mm. It's a metropolitan area with hundreds of little towns and cities. Between Dallas and Fort Worth, they're about forty-five minutes apart, right. the two cities, and it's about seven point six million that live in that that area. 
Uh, which is the size of Houston, by the way. Houston has 7.6 million, just in oh, Houston. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Everything's bigger uh, in Texas. Yeah. <laughs> so I drove, uh, yeah, so Fort Worth was the venue, and I was really surprised that this venue in Fort Worth was not a stadium, but a, a small arena. Yeah, uh, the the Dickies <laughs> Arena, it says here, which... Uh, I don't know what the Dickies is, it, but it's yeah. the Dickies <laughs> Arena. And I'm trying... You know, we have a sh- chain of Texas barbecue restaurants in Texas called Dickies. <laughs> and we also have a... Uh, there's also a, a, a company that makes jeans, you know, cowboy jeans, folks, <laughs> called Dickies. So I think it was the Dickies Garment Company, you know, clothing mm-hmm. company. That's sponsors you know, the arenas. Man. It, it could have been opened by Tricky Dicky himself. You never know. It may have been. <laughs> they have a hard, They have a horseshoe. They have a horseshoe as their logo. Dicky's Arena, <laughs> Horseshoe McCartney. <laughs> uh, oh. But yeah, Dicky's a small arena. Small arena only hosts twelve thousand. Only twelve. That's like only um, twelve thousand. That's like a new world tour size <laughs> stadium. That is. That's interesting. And uh, I was happy. I said, "Oh, right, it's gonna be a small, intimate little, you know." That is, that is giving me hope that he that he will come to Birmingham <laughs> if he if he if he plays in the UK because he never comes to my hometown. But we've got stadiums that can fit about ten, twelve, fifteen thousand, rather than massive you may ones. Be able to play in your garage or garage, yeah. or you say, yeah. and it's only you get twelve thousand packed in your garage. <laughs> this one goes but I was so happy <laughs> I was so happy uh, our we have an arena we have several arenas in Houston mm-hmm. but uh, you know they're like 16,000 you know type the smallest I think is is that size and um, so I was really happy I've never been to the Dickies Arena in Fort Worth because they have rodeos there with cows and longhorns and you know never I don't really typically go to that unless it's in Houston well, we had the world's largest rodeo in Houston, by the way. Anyway, um, <laughs> so I was really happy. It was a four-hour drive from Houston oh. to Dallas, DFW. So, yes, long drive. That's, oh, my God. The, 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 the distances you Americans travel, it's, it's unfathomable. <laughs> I, I wouldn't go – I wouldn't travel four hours – for, for life saving for like life saving surgery, I'd be like, nah, it's not worth it. It's too far. <laughs> Just leave me here. <laughs> if I go west from Houston, if I travel west from Houston to the edge of Texas, which is El Paso, that is roughly about a nine hour drive. Nine hour drive, and you're not even out of Texas yet. <laughs> It's crazy. You're half. You're over halfway to Los Angeles. <laughs> to be honest with you. My gosh. Um, let me let me just check. I'm just panicking that I've left the oven on. Let me just check because I've got food in there. Let me. Ju- I'm, I'm panicking. One, 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 one moment. This is. Is this live? <laughs> what are you cooking while you're re- recording? Not very smart, Sam. A note to self. There we go. He didn't. He didn't hear me, does he? Folks, I've got some slight self. I've got some slightly burnt burritos. Uh, Note to self. Before you start a podcast, 
Don't put anything on the grill. No. Uh, <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh, I'm just going to talk to Lonnie here. It's going to only talk, take six minutes. Can I go back to eat? No, the plan was I was supposed to remember to say, oh, before we start, I'm going to turn the oven off. Oh, oh gosh. Oh, Sam, I swear. Just you're getting old, Sam. Oh. Memories almost fade. Oh, my gosh. I'm so embarrassed right now, folks. I'm probably going to leave. Did you, get your, did you get your hair cut? It looks like you've got your hair cut. No, right? I've, I've, I've got uh, it in a, in, a, in a terrible man bun. Um, oh, okay. I have mine in a man bun, but it's inverted in my brain here. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, it's, 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 it's all I've got. My hair is all I've got right now. It's literally all I've got right now. It's, uh, it's my one thing that, you know, allows me to be a full person without having a personality, you know, you know, just having, I have no personality (laughs) myself. I rely on this man. That's what I rely on. Who needs a personality when you Mm. have the Beatles? No, like (laughs) whenever Mecca in the morning, whenever someone, uh, you know, mentions any musical anecdote, I'm able to basically copy and paste it and just put the Beatles in. I'm like, oh, well, oh, well, that actually relates to this thing with the Beatles, actually. And like, Sam, not everything has to. No, but everything does relate. I'm sorry, everything does. Everything relate. does. Yeah, everything does. My conversations every day when I speak to people, it all evolves around Beatles, McCartney, Lennon, Ringo, Harrison. My family knows already. They can decipher what I'm talking about. Or they, or they can see, like, that. you know, they'll, like, make a reference and, and then they'll see a little hamster running in the oh, wheel in, in, in your brain. Oh, they know. They he's, know. He's about to drop some <laughs> press-to-play trivia on us all, 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 yes, all, all of a sudden. Yes, they know that. <laughs> now, now, people at work and, and strangers, they just look at me and says, okay, whatever. They have no knowledge of anything about yeah. the Beatles. Unless I give, unless they ask. If they ask, then they expect to, you know, we talk for an hour. <laughs> So don't oh. pass me by unless yeah. you plan to talk for an hour about the Beatles or more. <laughs> don't don't make me blue. Yeah, you're right. No, the, the, the one I want to slip into conversation is I, I want to say to someone, you know my name, look up the number, even though that has no relevancy in the modern 2022 world. Uh, <laughs> I always say that. I always say that. Yeah. One memory I do have of when I was in high school is I, I, was, uh, I was in high <laughs> school and, you know, I did my test. We did the test and I went back to my, my classroom and, and I asked us, I walked in there because I was curious to know what grade I made from my the last day of school test. It was a math test. I walked in this classroom. My teacher, this was 1976, by the way. My teacher looks at me and she just she didn't say a word. She says, goodbye, Lonnie. Before I even said anything about, you know, what grade. And so this full classroom and I looked at her I says I don't know why you say goodbye <laughs> I say <laughs> hello and the classroom just fell apart <laughs> wow it's funny to me but no one else so to to exist mind. in a time where all your classmates <laughs> would get that reference is uh oh, oh yeah gosh. once again very very jealous here folks um <laughs> So yeah, tell me about the day leading up to the concert. Did you so you had to travel four hours? Did you stop at any bars or restaurants on the way? What, what you know? What was the day like leading up to the show? Well, I woke up, got out I of bed, out of bed, <laughs> yeah, to crawl across d- my head. D- stop it! Stop it! <laughs> <laughs> I let 
Well, actually, I went with Susan, went with my ex-wife, folks, because, you know, she's mother of my kids. I'll take a bullet for her, you know. So I woke up. I told I called her. I said, hey, you know, she's expecting me to pick her up like at one o'clock in the afternoon and drive four hours, get there about six, you know, whatever. No, I woke up at seven in the morning. I says, I'll be there in one hour. <laughs> We're leaving at eight. I, I want I want to get to Dickie's Arena. I want to be the first one there. She says, that, that's 10 hours before the show starts. I said, absolutely. <laughs> I want to see the man as he arrives in his whatever SUV. And uh, so, yeah, no, we hit the road. <laughs> and she, she was talking about things, you know, on the way. I don't know what she was talking about. I was just at McCartney in my head. <laughs> we stopped. We did one pit stop. One pit stop. And guess guess the name of the city halfway between Houston and Dallas. Uh, Hallis. The name of the city is Houston. Uh, D- D- uh, it's called. <laughs> oh no, Centerville. Cent- <laughs> <laughs> that might be the most. Always American, stop in Centerville. Yeah, the most American. Always stop town name in ever. Oh it's God, just, it's just next to Moscow, by the way, but we won't mention Moscow. Sorry. About that. Anyway, no. uh, I can, Moscow, Texas. I can just imagine Susan being like, blah, 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 Russia, blah, 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 Roe v. Wade. And you're just like, you know, just do, I feel like letting go, just in your head. Go. Really. <laughs> oh, always. There's always that in yeah. my Anyway, yeah. So, and, and, and we get there. We, and, um, you know, it was such a, a nice, um, it's a nice town. Fort Worth is not a huge town. Mm-hmm. relative to other towns in Texas. Yes. <laughs> I don't think there's a million people that live in Fort Worth, amazingly. You know, it's like 700,000, which is a small town mm-hmm. for U.S., for Texas at least, you know. And uh, the no problems getting there, straight shot, interstate, freeway, and no problems parking, plenty of parking, Get oh. there early enough, you know. Get there Space three is hours as far early. as the eye can see. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, you know, I had to dig deep in my wallet just to park, mind you. <laughs> so, you know, they, do you pay per hour, or is it for the day? If this was California, it would yeah. be per hour. It would be probably like fifty dollars per hour. I'm sure, Ooh. but this is it's Texas. Texas different now because I've lived in California, so I can say that. I lived for one year in California by Fulsham Prison. <laughs> Not in the prison, but next to you. Oh, anyway, I'll, Texas here, you know, they, they, they charge per, per event. So it was like 25 US dollars to park, which is, you know, it's not, wasn't too bad. Mm-hmm. But still, it's $25. I could, that's half the price of a t shirt. Yes. <clears throat> A poorly made slave labor T-shirt. Yeah, yeah. That's actually a third. I'm sorry. I'm gonna. I'm gonna tell you now. That was a third of the price of the T-shirts. The T-shirts were not seventy-five dollars. They were sixty-five dollars. So, so I didn't buy this. This this here is from New Orleans. This is a New. Or- I'm showing a New Orleans T-shirt. From whatever New Orleans six years ago, seven years ago. Yeah, that's uh, he's got a freshen up shirt on for those listening at home. And and this this the one I bought whatever seven years ago, and this was uh, like thirty dollars maybe. Mm-hmm. That's more affordable. I can I'll spend thirty dollars. You know, 
$65? No, I didn't do it. I didn't do it. I couldn't do it. Did you wait in the merch line or did you just take one look at the price and think you'll skip it? I just, I, I looked at the price and just <laughs> skipped it. <laughs> no, gosh. it was, it was so, it was, it was crowded. It was easy as an arena was so pleasant. They had a little festival prior to the concert outside mm. the arena. There was a little festival with the classic rock band playing on stage. Oh, wicked. Um, it was, it was pretty cool. They had Texas barbecue you know, outside that you could buy and people were buying drinks, you know. So, um, yeah, and they opened the doors, easy in. Everybody just, it was reserved tickets, you know, so it was not a surge. Uh, so that was very pleasant experience at Dickie's Arena. Highly recommend and, that uh, place. Where where were your seats? Where were you in the arena? Oh, my gosh. You know, I would think from McCartney's perspective, we're like little ants in the very <laughs> top, opposite the stage, <laughs> in the very back row. The, I were literally in the last row. I, I, I could raise my arm and touch the roof of the arena. <laughs> <laughs> we were so far back, I was ahead of myself. Uh, no, no. Anyway. I go I, I, I go back so far I'm in front of me yeah thank you see I like talking to people who are like yeah <laughs> anyway yeah we were way back at the very far uppermost of the toppermost of the very back of the arena totally opposite the stage however the arena is not a big arena as we mentioned it's a small arena so it wasn't it wasn't as bad as it would be at a stadium and they had the big screens on both sides of the stage, big screens, you know, which were part partially obscured because we were so high up. There were the speakers were partially obscuring <laughs> the speakers that were hanging from the top. Um, that's how far up we were at high. Uh, but I still no complaints. I failed to take my binoculars. <laughs> I forgot my binoculars. But I wasn't too upset about it because, again, the arena was small enough. You really, it was still very pleasant mm-hmm. to uh, to see him. You could actually see him with even without my glasses. I could see him on stage at a, at a distance. So, the moment he walks on stage, do you instantly become a Shea Stadium screamer? Do you have to be carried off to the medical tent? How do you feel? Heck, I was I was screaming on the way up, driving up there <laughs> in my mind. Yeah. No, it was, uh, I was kind of, uh, it was sort of weird because, okay, the show starts at 8 p.m. Mm-hmm. That's a, that was a schedule. And I swear, probably one third of the arena was not yet occupied. Wow. There were, there were a lot of empty seats and I was looking, we were looking at each other and looking at people sitting next to me. We were thinking, what? You know, he's going to start here. It's 8 p.m. And there's like all these empty seats, about a third, literally. And I'm thinking, well, he's, he's no way he's going to start now. I mean, people are not even in their seats. It was a Tuesday night, mm-hmm. people driving, you know, work or whatever they do. And you're Texas, you're on traffic, the freeways. Um, McCartney, he's, he started promptly at 8.15, mm. 8.15. The, the lights went down, but you know, you know, he does have a. Uh, it work. He works up to that. So around seven thirty, a DJ came out 
a DJ yes. was playing all the the med, we call it mashup. Yeah, yeah, uh, the, the remixes and mashups. Yeah, 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 the mashups. Sorry, folks, I'm old. I don't know the new terminology. And, and so that was cool. This DJ, and then the G, DJ left about eight o'clock, and then the music came on, the McCartney music in the background, more mashups, you know. And so we we know he was going to start soon, eight o'clock, and then. And, and and the big screen, after all, they, they have a rolling montage of pictures going up these two big screens. And then you see the Hoffner bass come up <laughs> from the screen. And then, you know, the lights start to, to, to go down, lights start to fade down. And, that, and it was 8.15 and the, the lights went out. And I, I looked quickly at the arena and it, it started to get full really fast. Mm-hmm. It was a sellout, by the way, needless to say, sellout. Mm-hmm. There's 12,000 seats. There was, I think the article said 12,457 in attendance. So some folks were sitting on people's laps, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> Standing room only. And uh, yeah, lights went down and the man showed up. And we were all full throttle, Shea Stadium, Beatlemania, McCartney mania. He could hear me from yeah. where I was sitting. I know he could. Is that you, Lonnie? Is that you, mates? How you doing? That was me. Remember me? I was 17 and 76. I saw you. You were that kid who had his tape yeah. recorder. Oh, got the tape right here to prove it. Security. We've got a bootlegger. Security. Oh, I've been thrown out before, Sam. <laughs> well, that's for another time. Another story. Let's so, talk yeah, about it. Was just it was it was magical. It was magical. And was there a good rea- um, you know reaction from the rest of the crowd in general? Oh my gosh, there was it was it was you know they everyone was just fully engulfed there. Mm. Um, we had a young, very young man, probably maybe twenty. I think he said he was twenty. He drove eight hours from South Texas to Fort Worth. South Texas is is the border, Texas border, Texas, Mexico border is eight hours south of Dallas. This young man drove from the border town of Texas eight hours to see McCartney. 20-year-old young man. Get a train, get a plane. Oh, my gosh. We have no trains in Texas, by the way. They all shut them down. We have no mass transit, by the way. Really? It's your, it's your, your big truck. Expect to pay $100,000 for a tank of gas. <laughs> no, we have no mag- we have no trains that go between cities. <laughs> what do you think this is? It's too logical. <laughs> it's too sensible here, of course. It's way too logical. It's uh, petroleum in the ground. They're not going to allow that. Train, <laughs> elect- electrical vehicles. What? This is Texas. Petroleum. Oil and gas. <laughs> Let's move I'm not on to, promoting anything. <laughs> uh, <laughs> let's let's talk about one of the uh, the main topics in modern Macca discussion. How was Paul's voice? How did he sound? How did he sing? Let me tell you. Uh, my expectations were not that high. Okay, because the last time I saw Paul with Ed and I, 
saw Paul in 2018, I believe, that was at uh, the Austin City Limits Festival mm-hmm. in 2018. And, and um, you know, to be honest with you, I was disappointed. I mean, I love Paul, but I was somewhat disappointed in the vocals. And, you know, at that time I was saying, you know, I'm just here because the man, I got to see him regardless of what he sounds like. Mm-hmm. So my expectations were not that high going into Dickie's arena in Fort Worth. But I tell you what, Macca, he surprised the heck out of me and everyone else in that arena. These two years of being in this pandemic that we're mm-hmm. in since 2020, I tell you what, there's a, there's a, there is a bright part of that. I know, I know he recorded an album he released, so he was he was singing, but the fact that he wasn't playing continuously, that two-year layoff mm-hmm. really helped. Big time. It that's, really helped. That's something that very other people said already as well. Yeah, that's very interesting. Um and, and I'm sure, I mean, I don't he may have had some coaching mm-hmm. imperative imperative that he imperative that he'd have that. You could tell he was there were some limits. He he knew how to to modulate mm-hmm. the vocals. Uh, I can tell the, 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 the support that he received from the band members that was mixed appropriately. Mm-hmm. So he wouldn't have to stress in certain, certain parts of the song. Although he did hit some high notes, mm-hmm. he reserved that for certain times. And that was pure McCartney folks. <laughs> Speaking of, I got the album so much. Never mind. Um, okay, then. Well, like, it how, was awesome. How about something like maybe I'm amazed or uh, Lady Madonna or, you know. Wait, believe it or not, if you were to hear, I have cassettes, old cassettes of me speaking when I was 17. I have videos of me when I was 30. I don't sound the same. I sound like a little kid. McCartney is not 30. He's not 40. He's not 50. <laughs> he's going to sound different. Mm-hmm. Cool. It's just, I mean, that's just it. He's not going to sound. And, and, you know, he, he, maybe I'm amazed. Let it be. Mm-hmm. Let it be. He performed, let it be. Maybe I'm amazed. And to me, he modulated just perfectly. You know, it's an 80 year old individual, soon to be 80. That is singing some songs he, he sang when he was 20, what, 27, 28, 29. And to me, he, he did it. He did a great job with that consideration. It wasn't hard to hear. It wasn't hard to listen. I felt pretty good about it. I felt very good about it. That is that is wonderful to hear. I've, I've not had any bad things said about Paul and his vocals on this on this tour. Um, yeah, not too much to say about that. It's just really, really, really good to hear. Let's... Yeah, it really is. He he needs to take some time. You know, um, you know. Obviously, he's not playing back to back cities. Although I think he played in Oakland back to back, Oakland, California. Mm-hmm. But he's taken two or three days between shows, mm-hmm. and, and I think that that helps as well. Plus, the two year downtime has really helped quite a bit. Anything, anything to help him keep touring, you know, longer and longer. As as, as he said, they're going to wheel him out in a in a wheelchair in, in a few years. If if you know if that man, way. that man looked great. He is he is he is he's thin. 
He's in great shape. Obviously, he's not dancing around like Mick Jagger. He doesn't need to. And he's playing. This guy's playing his own instrument at 80 years old. And he's tearing up the bass. Mm-hmm. <laughs> tearing up the bass. It's lovely to see him. And, and, you know, 10 years from now, I would pay twice as much as I paid to see him again at the age of 90 without hesitation. And how and how was he on stage? Did he appear engaged and excited? I mean, I'm guessing he was, he was you know, you, you, you probably got the same studio patter you've heard before, you know, but, you know. You know, you, we, we are so excited, us fans are so excited to see him. To be honest with you, this is probably the first time, probably since 89, that he is just, he seemed to be having the time of his life. He was, he seems just so happy to be on stage <laughs> and he was engaging with the audience. It was almost like those storyteller concerts to some mm-hmm. degree. He took time to say a little something about the song before the song, but not every song. Mm-hmm. He didn't do that for every song, but he did, you know, tell a little detailed story. And he was having a time of his life. I noticed this show here relative to any other shows there was a uh, after every song there would be a bright light pushing back to the audience mm-hmm. you know bright light to the to the arena from his perspective so he could see the crowd mm. every after every song there was just a huge bright light so i think that was probably at his request so he could see the the audience and of course he does that little bit where he stands to the side and says i'm going to take it in I want to see and, and the bright light comes on again um he was he just seemed like he was having fun you could feel that he was he was really part of it now and, moving moving on from what was sang sorry moving on from how he sang to what was sung let's have a look at this set this now uh, we open up with the same run of songs that i think i've seen with everyone else on the show so far you got can't buy my love, Junior's farm, letting go, got to get you in my life, come on to me. That's a pretty damn strong opening set. You, you go on to it let really me roll is. it with the Foxy Lady Jam. Get, uh, getting better returns from after like about uh, about 10, 10, 12 years since he, since he last started playing that. Concert. It sounded great. Hmm. Sounded great. I mean, in the light show, the lasers, everything. It was just, it was phenomenal. Then for song eight, you have the new track, the the McCartney three song. You actually got to see Women and Wines be performed. Yeah, and I think some people went to the the what do you call it? The bathroom, the what toilet. Yeah, the bathroom. What do you say? How do you say it in the UK? The shitter, the, the bog. Yeah, anything, anything like yeah. that. <laughs> which is funny. There's because always that one song, right? <laughs> well, it's followed by My Valentine, which is another kind of infamous toilet song. So. Yeah. I did not leave my seat, by the way. Yeah. I there, did not leave my seat. There were three bottles of, <laughs> of, of, of liquid left by your seat as you left, I am I am sure. But yeah, how, how was Women and Wives? How did that go down? Oh, it was wonderful. And it's and you know, that's the this new songs, My Valentine and Women. That's that's his vocals mm-hmm. as he recorded, and that's how we see it. It sounded just like the record. Mm-hmm. I mean, because his vocals, that's what he's that's his vocals as in his age. Mm-hmm. And so he didn't have to stress or anything. He was just singing his normal voice as we hear on the, the record over the past 
few years. Is so, the rest of the band doing doing much during Women and Wise? I mean, I'm guessing Abe's doing a bit of yeah. drumming uh, and there's a bit of bass, but um, is there anything else going on? Does, there's, uh, does, there's really not much background. It was pretty... I'm, I forget the visual on the screens, but you know, he had a visual pretty mm-hmm. much for every song. Yeah. Uh, you know, Matt Valentine, Johnny Depp, and what uh, Natalie... Portland. Whatever, Portland, yeah. It's just, it, that was the same video that he's done in previous concerts. And Women and Wives, I just, I don't remember. <laughs> I was just, I was just trying to get my glimpse of McCartney on stage. All this other stuff is just obstacles. <laughs> now, you're actually quite lucky because the last two people I had on the show did not have Women and Wives. And we were discussing whether it was actually going to oh. be dro- uh, dropped from the set list oh. entirely. Um Okay. I, hope, I hope not. Uh, I hope it's played in Glastonbury when he's here with St. Vincent, because I want I want that yeah. to be a, to be a thing 100%. Sweet. Well, it's a bit of a shame that we only have one edition from McCartney 3, because so much of that album, by the fact that he did it himself, yeah. is, is proof that you, he could have done it. What, what would be some top picks from McCartney 3 that you possibly would have liked to have seen or would like to see be added to the set list? Well, it's just... Just the the, uh, the single, uh, on my way. You know that that would be a nice one to add. Uh, but you know when you're you're Mac- you have such a great amount of songs. You know what do you what do you pick? Mm-hmm. You know, and, and he's still. But you're going to get to it in a minute. But he's still. There's a few songs he could have dropped to add a few new so- newer songs. Mm-hmm. You know that that. Um, but yeah, Woman and Wives is going to be the next drop for Record Store Day, by the way, on June yes. the 18th. Here in the, I don't know, UK is the same, mm-hmm. but uh, I'm looking forward to that. It's going to be a 12-inch 45, I believe. Yeah, and then it's That's backed by the, uh, the uh, St. Yeah. Vincent version. Really looking forward to that, really am. Yeah, I'm going to have to stand in line early in the morning. Oh, I'm doing now. Here. Yeah. <laughs> Shivering, clutching a coffee in hand. Don't talk to me. No. It's the <laughs> summer in Texas, folks. It's 100 plus degrees. Okay. Melt, melting with a, with a, a frappuccino. Yeah, melting. Then. Yeah. <laughs> or in the morning, there's no relief, by the way. There's yeah. no relief. Or there's still 100 and the humidity is 100%. <laughs> Uh, then it's My Valentine, 985, maybe I'm, I'm amazed. Then we go on to the acoustic segment with yeah. Look It Out, In Spite of All the Danger, Love Me Do, Dance to You can drop In Spite of All the Danger. They I can was, drop that. Yeah, yeah. You know, we know the story. It's a beautiful story mm-hmm. with respect, because he talks about that, that mm-hmm. record. record and, but In Spite of All the Danger, and what's the next, Love Me Do, I mean, they can they can drop that, put some new stuff. Yeah, some new stuff in there. You know, I know I know a lot of people would want to drop dance tonight, but that has to stay for me. Like it. Oh, I love that song because it's it's like the only yeah. one from that period that you really could put in the set list that most of the people would know. Um, yeah, and, and, and you know that, that's you, right. You know, Fireman is is it should have been a McCartney release because that album is just phenomenal. I that's one of my favorite albums of of the last uh, last twenty years. Mm-hmm. Uh, Blackbird, that's going nowhere. Here today, maybe it's time for Here Today to go as well. Yeah, um, but that's his tributes. He does tributes. You know, 
Yeah, but benefit yeah, that, benefit to Mister Kite can be a good John tribute. You know, uh, he didn't he didn't write a song specifically about George. He just does something, and that's yeah, that's still just just, yeah. just just as good. But you know, something could also be swapped out for "All Things Must Pass" or "For You Blue" as absolutely. well. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. And this is this here today. It, he, that is one moment that. It's like, okay, McCartney, you can drop it because he just get that vocal limit that he's pushing a little hard, pushing a little too hard on. Mm-hmm. And, and and it does, you can hear that. You can hear the the vocal strain. And, and, and that's, you know, he could stop that. Mm-hmm. We love the song. We know the meaning. And it is very, very meaningful and passionate for him. Mm-hmm, cool. But yeah. Then we come to new, uh, sometimes swapped out. Oh, that was fun. Yeah, uh, some people got Queenie, yeah, but either one of them I'll be totally happy with. Great song. I would have liked Queenie Eye better, but New is phenomenal. But Queenie mm-hmm. Eye was, I love that song. <laughs> uh, the, 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 yeah. whole, the whole of New is really, really fun. Um, I mean, oh, yeah. Yeah. just do appreciate, Paul. I'd love to see you doing that one live. I think. Appreciate, appreciate, appreciate. <laughs> <laughs> you could do then, that one. I would love for him to do that one. <laughs> and then get the big robot to come out on stage as oh. well. Like, pe- oh, yeah. I think, I think, I, th- I think people would love that. <laughs> then we come to another song that he. I mean, I'm doing a list for a, a a bonus vlog where I'm just ranking all the songs that he's played live. And uh, let's just quickly. Yeah, Lady well, Madonna is the fifth most played song in his set list yeah. at 553 well, he- performances. The fact that we haven't got Martha, my dear, ever <laughs> drop that, drop uh, Lady Madonna, put in Martha, my dear. I think I, I think that could be a fun a fun little one. I, th- I think, I he think so. That. You know, Lady Madonna was uh, when he performed that in '76. Oh, people would have lost their shit. Yeah, uh, it, we did. I was yeah. there. We did. He had performed since since you know the Beatles. <laughs> And that was, we just lost it. I just, I remember to this day, that feeling listening to the song and 47 years ago, whenever it was. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know. I, I, I like, I love this song. I say, keep it. Interesting. I feel, I feel like one of the best things about it was the way that he always played it slightly faster than the, than, than the single yeah. version. But now I just, I've heard it so many times on so many concerts and so many tours. Possibly one to swap out, just 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 for me. Um, then we've got for you. I I love Egypt Station stuff. I kind of like the fact that there's still two songs from Egypt Station here. Um, I think that I think I think that's really cool. Benefit of Mr. Kite. I think that one's here to stay as as, yeah. as well. Paul really enjoys playing playing yeah. that one. But I want to say one thing for you. That was another restroom song. Oh, people just popped out quickly. Oh, they don't as, know what as upbeat is. as it is. What upbeat? No one knew it. Yeah. I think most people that are my age probably did, didn't buy the album. Those who are not like into the mm-hmm. Beatles, like I, like we are, or in the McCartney, like we are, they all went to their drink, you know, in their restrooms and buy drinks and. Um, but I was there. I never left my seat for one second. If you are going to do a second Egypt Station <laughs> song, though, maybe put in "Who Cares" instead. I think that would keep more people in their yes. seats. You know, 
Yes, yes. But or maybe you know do something from uh, another from this new album. You know, mm-hmm. Egypt. Yeah, I mean, like I you mean, just said, I'm just repeating what you said. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it'd be nice if he did one of the McCartney three, like three imagined versions. I think, I, I think that could be really interesting as well. You know, doing oh. a live version of a yeah. of, of a remix. That I think that'd be quite interesting, actually. Um, you know, back in back in the day, back in the day at concerts, uh, bands would actually play several songs from an upcoming album. Mm-hmm. That. That was always happening. This was in the seventies. They would, they would, they would surprise the audience. I remember seeing Yes. I saw Yes in '73 in their Fragile tour, and they played songs from Close to the Edge that was coming out. You know, like six months later, they would surprise the fan with you know a surprise track from their upcoming album. So why not play a little surprise tune in there from an upcoming McCartney album? Yeah, play 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 something from your Netflix film or that musical that was supposed to be out years ago. Oh, yeah. or from from uh, what do you call it? Hope for the future. Oh God, do not play hope hope for the future. My gosh, <laughs> no, don't do it. Don't do it. That's another restroom song. <laughs> uh, then something obladi oblada. Um, did, uh, did, did, yeah. did did he start? You never give me your money. Halfway into the song again, because that's yeah. 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 Very strange. Yeah, it was, it was. I mean, he he said a little few words. He talked about, well, this is one that we're doing new for the tour. This is one, you know, you haven't heard us perform this. And then it just kind of went into halfway through the song. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like they were sort of like rehearsing it the day before, maybe. I don't mm-hmm. know. And it picked up momentum pretty quick, mm-hmm. you know. So it's and, the, it, but it was great. Yeah, because um, someone leaked the set list online and it was listed as college. And I was like, what the hell is this? But it literally starts with, out <laughs> of college, money spent. Yeah, Absolutely. That's it. That's how it started. It's like, okay, well, whatever. And went into, came, she came in through and, uh, you know, I knew exactly. I think most of us knew exactly what it was. Mm-hmm. And I never, they never, he never performed that live. So I don't, I don't think he has. It was great. Man looks up something on computer. Give me your money, Paul McCartney yes. project. We gave him our money. Yeah. We certainly <laughs> did. <laughs> we gave him our money and more. No, he's played it in 2002, 2003, and then he did it on some sound checks in the early 2010s, but he hasn't played oh, it live. Checks. He hasn't played it yeah. live since 2003. Uh, very interesting, actually. I actually missed that show. He played in Houston in 2002, and I was under the weather. So that's why I missed it. It's the only one I missed that was here in Texas. I'm trying to think. I, you know what? I don't think he's actually played it in... Yeah, he hasn't played it in America since 2002, so that's literally wow. more than two decades. That's interesting. I, I, didn't, I didn't even pick up on that. Um, then also uh, we have... Get Back, Band on the Run, Let It Be, Live and Let Die, Hey Jude, all the classics. Obviously, Get Back yeah. being 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 the title uh, or Got Back of the, uh, of the of the tour. Then we come to the encore with the one big surprise of the show, which for some people might be a bit gimmicky, for others might be the standout moment, which is his virtual duet 
with John Lennon for I've Got a Feeling. Did you know that this was going to happen going in? Had you abstained from social media or did, or did you know that this was coming? No, I could not abstain. I just, I, I unfortunately, I didn't want to see the song set mm-hmm. prior and I didn't see the song set prior, but I, I couldn't help but seeing some of the uh, YouTube videos. I wish I had not done that, but... Mm-hmm. Uh, I was I wasn't surprised. I was expecting, but it's lovely. It's a great, great uh, the cut that Peter Jackson uh, did for the for McCartney here. It's it was it was beautiful. It, 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 I wish I wish it would have. He was able to do that several other occasions, but it you know uh, he did have some get back footage. Obviously, when he was playing get back. Mm-hmm. Was, but I think that was normal footage that you, that you would see in the documentary. But uh, yeah, it was just it was like one camera was probably several camera cuts of Lennon, but it was just always Lennon. That's and cool. He, the mix was just Lennon's vocals, and then when McCartney was singing, you know, and Lennon was doing his thing on the guitar, and then he'll come in at the end. Everybody had a bad dream, or whatever. <laughs> it was beautiful. It was beautiful. Then we come to a song that I always feel like should be cut from McCartney's set list, which is which, 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 which is "Birthday." Uh, he hasn't I played it, he, he hasn't I played know. it properly since the White Album. He always rushes <laughs> through it like he's embarrassed to play it. Just put something else in there for God's sake. Yeah. But that's I mean, a crowd song. That's his opportunity to say, "Hey, whose birthday is it?" We've never had birthday. we've never had Maxwell's <laughs> Silver Hammer or "Oh Darling," and yet we've got to listen to "Birthday." Like, oh. Oh, no, no, thank you. No, not going to do it. Things pick up then with Helter Skelter, um, which I've been told was a standout song for the for the other two uh, two 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 shows. Did that carry on with you? Oh, yeah, it was awesome. Mm-hmm. That's when I think he sort of let his guard down on his uh, limits mm-hmm. on his vocals because uh, somebody coached the guy. His, he kept it pretty well sedated to some degree. But he'd kick in on some high notes periodically. And this one here, he was all he was all mm-hmm. out. And it's like, don't lose your voice. You only have several songs left. <laughs> <laughs> and those several songs were the the closer to end or closers, Golden Sunbers carried that way. And the yeah, end. And that was always fun to see the guitar jams with the guys down there. Yes. Um so is Paul, uh, yeah, is Paul playing lead guitar on that then? And there's three guitarists? Who's yes. On bass? Oh, yeah. So w- Wixie on bass, bass then? Or? Oh, in, in, no, in, the bass is up. Probably Wix is on the keyboard bass, more than likely. Yeah, yeah just doing his keyboard thing. Keyboard bass. You know, the keyboards can play a bass part. Yeah. <laughs> so well, maybe yeah. it was a trombone by the horn. It was a live horn section. Yes. They were live horns. That was pretty cool. What I like about a McCartney show is he he can do a big horn sound with the smallest horn section ever. I mean, since '76, he's yeah. been able to do that with like uh, Howie, Howie, Howie Casey and Howie. Thaddeus oh, and all, all of that. Yeah, right. So that is the end of the show. And then what? what it's it's another four what? hour. It's it's another four hour drive back at this point. Going back. Yeah. No, I'm 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 in H Town, but yeah, for after the show. We stayed over. You know, okay. I wasn't going to drive back. You know, I, I actually had another uh, several people I knew that were at the show. They drove back to Houston, which they didn't get back to Houston until three in the morning. Oh, <laughs> oh fucking hell. Oh, no, my God. not going to do that. 
we had a we had a hotel there and slept very comfortably. Of course, my my ears are still ringing from the show. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Do you want to get breakfast? What? Do you want what? to get breakfast? I do wear my uh, earplugs, hearing protection at, at shows nowadays when, you know, if it go back to concerts. But was it going to do that for Paul's concert? <laughs> no filtering here. That's of course, I can't I hear a thing. Uh, who's that? What'd you say? I don't. <laughs> so, yeah, so it was wonderful. The memories are there. Like I said, I wish I wish it were like Groundhog's Day movie i can live that day over and over it's it's really hard to encapsulate you know the actual atmosphere other than your memory and mm-hmm. i tend to forget things nowadays um so i took plenty of pictures i took videos i posted some i know tiktok yes. i'm the tiktok guy now <laughs> check me out Video Fab zero one, Video Fab zero one. I'll put a link down below. I've, don't worry. <laughs> I've got one million. No, I have one thousand followers. <laughs> that's good. That's that's that, that's nothing to sniff at, man. That's nothing to sniff at. I have one thousand followers. That's what I have. <laughs> oh, so um, but overall though, probably. Better than the Freshen Up Tour, like the 2018-2019 run then. Yeah. Oh, definitely. Definitely. That's... It's as uh, I saw McCartney several times in the late 2000s, what, uh, 08, 09. And um, it's, it, to me, it, it's comparable to any of his shows in the past 20 years. Yeah, but That's... better. I think this was because, again, because he had a little, he had a little rest, two-year rest. He's back, and he's as energetic and full of life as ever. That's not to be me. missed, folks. Not That's to be me. missed. I'm so happy. I don't. I don't care about the cost. To be honest with you, if I can't afford it, I'm going to do it. I can probably sell a few of these if I have to. <laughs> What's the use in worrying? <laughs> What's the use in hurrying? What's the you use know? of worrying? What's the use of worrying? <laughs> Uh, exactly. Stevie Wonder didn't show up, but that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> that's okay. <laughs> anyway, yeah, well worth it. I'm so happy I did it. It's memories. I kind of, I mean, I really, really would like to see another show before the, the tour ends here, you know, but I probably won't. Uh, my buddy Ed, I think he's going at the end of this month somewhere. Yes to see him and uh it's gonna be a blast ed you're gonna love it talk to him he'll tell oh, you all about it <laughs> excellent stuff lonnie thank you so much for sharing your experience here today this has been a wonderful cap to the to the end of this episode uh, we've had such a nice di- di- diverse but also very similar oh. array of opinions. Uh, I'm glad to see that everyone was enjoying themselves. I know we're all a little bit biased being mega Beatle fans, but regardless, the fact that I haven't been able to go has been awfully softened by the, by, by the fact that I've had three excellent conversations, mm-hmm. one, of, one of them being yours. This has been a lot of fun. Thank you so much for coming on, dude. Well, thank you. Thank no. you, Sam. Appreciate it. As always, I'm here for you, buddy. No here worries. for you. And Follow I'm, you. 
for you. you. <laughs> I I don't want to know how you feel if if that if if that's okay, Lonnie. If that's okay, and I'm on air, boy. <laughs> <laughs> and on that note, everyone. On that note. As my lawyers get in contact with Lonnie, uh, I will be bringing this episode to a proper end. This has been another episode of Macca in Your Attic. You've been listening to my com- conversations with Phoebe from Another Kind of Mind, Tom Hanyardi from Two Legs, and Lonnie, formerly <laughs> of When They Was Fab. Maybe he'll be back soon. Who knows? But, you know, everyone's, been a, everyone's been a co-host on When They Was Fab. So, uh, it's, like, it, it's like the all-star band of podcasts. You know, everyone's had their tenure excellent stuff dude thank you so much for coming on peace and love peace and love no more autographs Harry 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 Krishna play us out Denny Denny